Hi, can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? I can. Hello. Hello. Uh, it's very, very wonderful to have you back in, in uh, I guess, the, the virtual studio. Likewise. Nice to uh, to speak with you. Uh, uh, g- good tidings of uh, <laughs> low testosterone caps or something. Let's hear more about the sperm. That's all we, that we got here yeah. for, right? We're here for, we're here for sperm talk. <laughs> I, well, okay. I didn't think this is where we would start, but I, I'm not sure how familiar you are with uh, Tucker Carlson's latest special. Um, I, I, I don't, I, I mean, I saw the trailer, uh, seems cool. Completely <laughs> unfamiliar, but, uh, now that I've, uh, seen 2001, A Space Odyssey's balls, uh, I'm stoked about it. I think sure. it's going to be great. Sure. <laughs> so you can get a better angle here. <laughs> <laughs> you can um, tell we're really used to like being on a stream or something like that, that we have just a great visual tableau here oh, yeah. and, uh, have our audio just right on point. <laughs> Calling us at the studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say on that note, I, I really do appreciate this because I know you're you're used to podcasting and every single time I see something happen related to Alex Jones, my first inclination is like, I got to talk to Dan Jordan. I, I, I got to get them on. And now every one of my chats always like, get them on, get them on. I'm like, but they're very busy. You understand. They, they, they also, they, <laughs> they have to do their own reporting at a time like this. Well, yeah, it was uh, it was a weird week, but uh, <laughs> that's one way of putting it. We were planning to go to Austin for the trial. Uh, we were planning to leave on Sunday, but that all fell through. So that made makes us a little bit more available to come have a chat with you. Yeah, yeah. Do you mind if our, I ask our following two weeks have just gone from being the most busy two weeks of our lives to uh, uh, I I don't know. Yeah. We're just kind of hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome! The the timing could not be more perfect. Can can I? Do you mind if I ask why you didn't get uh, to go? Uh, well, the trial got a uh, bit postponed. Uh, was the was the issue because of Alex's uh, bankruptcy filings? Mm-hmm. So that was the uh, the Texas uh, Sandy Hook trials for the defamation and intentional uh, distress and uh, infliction of distress were supposed to start on the twenty fifth. Uh, I think like jury selection and what have you is supposed to get going then uh but uh yeah that all got sort of uh put on a back burner a little bit okay before we go down the amazing alex jones rabbit hole uh, i have a couple quick things uh one i do love because i've been like listening to your podcast quite a bit lately how you start by saying something you're happy or grateful for uh and sure. i know it might be putting you on the spot but uh i was hoping we could do that to start with ceremoniously well- I'll give you a, an exclusive. Okay. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the dreamy, creamy summer continues? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm celebrating the dreamy, creamy summer, which is eating <laughs> ice cream novelties from 420 till 911. And uh, <laughs> last night I had um, uh, Klondike has a line of Reese's themed uh, ice cream uh, oh, cones. Nice. Oh, you didn't tell me about this. I just got them last night. <laughs> Oh my! And so I had uh, I had one of them. It's pretty good, pretty pretty dreamy, pretty creamy. Oh my! Thumbs up, bright spot. <laughs> That's a good bright spot. How about you, Jordan? My bright spot uh, today, Dan, is uh, Vid Staples' new album, Ram- Ramona Park Broke My Heart. Okay, uh, it's very good. It's a very very good album. I feel like you used a Vid Staples album like a month ago for a bright spot. Uh, Vid Staples put out his last album about a year ago. Okay, uh, he's a very prolific uh, and talented artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? I'm I'm just trying to turn on a virtual camera for you. Oh, that shows you everything, doesn't it? But is that okay? Do you see? I'm just maybe this is better than nothing. Staring at a blank screen. Oh, it, I have did, your I have the the like uh, the the feed pulled up or whatever. Oh, and muted, okay, so I'll, okay, okay. I'll, cl- I'll close. This I'm thing. even seeing the chat here. Someone said it's too bad dairy will kill me. And let me say, dreamy creamy Clean does not necessarily have to include uh, dairy. You know, there's a lot of great non-dairy ice cream options. Out Don't there. support non-dairy ice cream. There are th- we. There are people who can <laughs> and people who cannot have ice cream. I don't know. No <laughs> in the battleground. I don't like this exclusive <laughs> thing. Um, I will. I will continue your dreamy, creamy theme and say that I am uh, wait, enjoying. Wait, wait, wait. 
Dreamy, creamy, themey. Oh, sorry. You're dreamy, creamy, themey. Uh, I, I will continue the dreamy, creamy, themey uh, by saying that uh, I find a bright spot is a whiskey hazelnut ice cream that they sell here in Vancouver uh, that is absolutely astounding. It is the perfect blend Ooh. of all the things I just said out loud happening at once. It is, uh, it is a fantastic orchestra of sensations. That does sound pretty good. All right. Well, we have all <laughs> bright spots achieved. Yeah. <laughs> work. Um, one other thing that I, I wanted to get out of the way. Many people are asking what happened to your hand. To me, it looks like a tattoo because I've had them before. But other people are yeah, asking Jordan, if you are into. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, what no, they're saying uh, is, does he do literal fights or what? <laughs> Not just knowledge this fights. This is my uh, this is my wedding <laughs> ring. Essentially, I got a hand tattoo uh, uh, for uh, you know it's my uh, new wife's favorite flower. Oh, uh, as opposed amazing. to my old wife's least favorite flower. Aww, Better, choice. Really Better choice. Better <laughs> choice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I fucked up again. Shit. Oh, could have gone the other way with that one. <laughs> well, congrats. I had no idea. That's uh, that's ah. wonderful. How how long was it? Was it colored? Can I ask? Um. Yeah. No. It's uh. It's actually all watercolors. Uh. And so the first. Uh. Yeah. It's a watercolor. Wait, it's painted on. Not it's, a tattoo. It, okay. Fine. It's <laughs> it's a watercolor design. Okay. Uh, uh, it's not did, actual uh, watercolors. Did she design the tattoo? Uh. No. 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 We picked it out. Uh. Oh. The the uh thing together. Though. Okay. You know. It's uh, you know a little bit of a marriage thing. Sure. Uh. And uh. What was it? Oh yeah. No. It took a lot longer than it should have. It, it, this was the first. It took about three hours. That's a bit. Uh, yeah, and it time. was. Uh, oh boy, it was. And that's that's a painful. End. That's a painful part. There's a lot of bone to to get yeah. tattooed on. Yeah. Oof. Wow. All right. Uh, not a bright spot, I suppose. But the the end results will be. Um, oh yeah. Okay. So uh, I know I have you for limited time, but there's so much to cover. I, I feel like this is since the last time I spoke to you, so much has happened. Can you, for the layman or the normie who might not be as tapped in as the two of you are, explain a little bit as to what has happened recently with Alex Jones and the Sandy Hook trial and why for so long he has been kind of hiding in and broadcasting from his mansion and trying to appear in varied states of diminishing health? Um, well, I think, I think we're, we're hitting on a number of, of different things. Okay. Uh, Unpack it as, as you see fit for, for a normie or a layman then. Sure. So there are, uh, uh, just like from a 30,000 foot view, there's the Connecticut Sandy Hook cases or case, and then there's the Texas, uh, Sandy Hook cases. And these are a bit, these are a little bit different and there's different things, uh, sort of going on with the two of them. When he was playing sick, uh, that was uh, to get out of a deposition that he had to give for the Connecticut case. Um, And that that was a uh, yeah, that was a situation that you're talking about, like hiding out in his mansion where he he had a weirdo named Dr. Marbles who came (laughs) into uh, the studio and was like, hey, man, you look like shit. Uh, You should uh, not do anything stressful. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he was like, yeah, I don't want to do this deposition. And, and then he got uh, sanctioned a bunch of money and ended up going and doing the deposition. It would have been wiser for him to hole up in his mansion and broadcast from there. The problem he had was Dr. Marbles told him that he was sick, uh, so he couldn't do the deposition, right? Yeah. So he was like, OK, I'm not going to go do that deposition. I'm going to do my regular show at the office the way I always do. Uh, so it kind of undercut the whole, I'm too sick to give a deposition situation. Yeah. It's kind of like when you, um, uh, tell your parents you're too sick to go to school. Uh, but then you go ahead and go, uh, I don't know, to the mall or something like that, except the mall, uh, is broadcast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you told your parents that you were too sick to go to school and then invited them to go with you to the mall and hang out (laughs) and get like a nice dreamy, creamy summer ice cream. Yeah. So he got a little bit of trouble about that, then ended up going to Connecticut, uh, on his own time to do the deposition, uh, got some of his sanctioned money back and, uh, what have you. But then... Well, oh, sorry. I, I, wanted, well, I just wanted to ask, was was there anything to do with not wanting to have discovery occur or try to hide things? Because he had to deliver a large amount of documents, if I'm not mistaken, right? Did that play into that, or am I confusing the two separate court cases? Um, I think that's just kind of a generalized thing. You know, like, uh, there, there have been constant uh, uh, sort of abuses of the discovery process, whether it's 
not producing documents, producing documents that are just like a big plop of things that like, where, what is all of this? No one knows what any of this stuff is. Like one of the things we've discussed on our show was um, that the, uh, for some reason they turned over a, um, a like hundred something page comprehensive background check of Leonard Posner, who's one of the parents of uh, one of the kids who died. Uh, and no one knows why that was in their files. No one knows, like, it's been asked in multiple depositions. No one knows why they have this, like, hundreds of page, <laughs> couple, like, it, it's got addresses of family members. And, like, it's just, like, why do you have this? This is fucked up. <laughs> and so he does that. He, it, like, they do produce that kind of stuff. And then the most fucked up stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, th- and then in addition to that, whenever they've had to have a uh, corporate representative come testify on behalf of the company, they have been wholly unprepared to answer kind of elementary questions about like, who, where do you work? Yeah. No idea. I've never met this place before. Who are, who are we even talking about? Yeah. 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 Wow. Or like who made this video? What are they relying on as a source? That, that kind of stuff. And so because they, they did that a number of times, uh, they got in trouble. And so that, that, that is kind of the feeling of like what Alex is trying to avoid in the deposition is like these questions about uh, this corporate structure, questions about the, the financials and stuff like that, which is kind of the central question of the stage that they're at because he's already been found guilty by default. So it's kind of just about like what is the penalty? Yeah. Um, When it comes to uh, the massive dump of just raw information of which they have no idea what the stuff is for, is this kind of like the gish gallop of, uh, I don't know, Discovery? Is is that what you could best describe it as? Are you just trying to like info dump so that they will have to spend hours and and resources? Because it costs time for lawyers to comb through everything that Mm he's giving them, right? Yeah, maybe. That might be a fitting analogy. I mean, like the... I think it's partially a tactic like that and partially just disrespect and laziness. Like, yeah. It feels that way a little bit. That I mean, in the in the Occam's razor equation here, the the simplest explanation is always that they're either lazy or stupid. So yeah. ascribing some sort of <laughs> higher order of uh, strategizing is, um, I, I think, a, a, a losing battle, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, fair enough. Uh so then there was a victory, if I'm not mistaken, recently, in which Alex Jones was, well, Alex Jones was ordered to pay uh, or was uh, found, like, there, there was a significant oh, victory. Oh, the damages, for, the yeah. million dollar. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah he yeah. got uh, hit with a million dollar sanction of, uh, like, paying for uh, court fees and lawyers, mm. lawyers' fees for uh, both the Sandy Hook cases and then also... Infowars is being sued because they misidentified uh, Marcel Fontaine as the shooter in the Parkland uh, shooting. And so they were ordered to pay the legal fees for that as well. And that all added up to a little over a million. A little over, yeah. Yeah, that was that was nice. Yeah, lest, <laughs> lest, you, lest you think he's only being sued for one set of monstrous behaviors, this one was a different Completely right, so, separate set of monstrous behavior. Okay, independent from that. So in, in the total of the amounts that he's had to pay so far, do you think any of them are actually significantly damaging? Specifically because we just got that Daily Beast article, I think like four months ago or whatever, that revealed that like the company itself makes over like $100 million in so many years from uh, the dick pills and all the other things that he sells. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's kind of tough to say. I mean, like I think Jordan and I both have a slightly different perspective on these these okay. sanctions, and that like I think they're pretty high. And Jordan thinks uh, uh, bump them up. <laughs> <It'd be much laughs> uh, can I agree with both of you? I mean, yeah. it's, well, it, it's it seems like they're they're totally large amounts, but I also think there's I I would agree that he should probably be paying lots and lots of money for all the damage he's done. Yeah, I I think. Um, uh, it, to, to answer your question, though, I think they are significant amounts. Like the, I, I think that we can uh, draw assumptions from the uh, stuff that was in that uh, that article about his finances. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know if that gives a, like a concrete picture of like uh, how much money they're actually bringing in gross. You know, like how much of it goes to the uh, the payroll and to buying. You mean uh, net? Yes. 
See, yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> mix between gross and net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, know, I understood what you were saying. I know as yeah. much about finances as I do about uh, getting <laughs> right, right. his camera set up. Uh, I will say that there's there's well, a the good chance works. that he's hiding at, uh, you know, anywhere from tens of millions of dollars all the way up to you know, intermediate hundreds, mm-hmm. something like that. And a good judgment will be several billion dollars against him. That's my feeling. Mm-hmm. I think the Constitution probably says something about that. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's what I would go with. But uh, you would say something like that uh, because it would just effectively break, bankrupt him, right? And shut down yes, the InfoWars uh, empire, uh, ideally. Yeah, I mean, the the thing is, here's the, the problem is this, okay. right? We're suing him to get him to stop behaviors right. because you can't wait, criminalize wait, wait, wait. it. To be clear, we are not suing We're not suing <laughs> yeah, sorry, No, sorry. no, no, no. Nobody's, no, no, no. nobody's yeah, We're not people, suing anybody. The people. <laughs> the, pe- the people. The, yeah. that, that, the problem is that he's not going to stop those. Mm-hmm. Even if he's got, even if you sue him for ten millions of dollars, you know, and he still can run his show, he's going to keep be- choosing those behaviors. We've seen it for the past five years. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay. Then I was, I was going to ask. He, the, another really major thing that just happened was the declaration of uh, or filing for bankruptcy of Infowars. Correct. The the company, mm-hmm. not the person, though. Alex Jones separate. He's he's not declaring bankruptcy. It's Infowars, the company. Right. Can can you can you lead us into that? Because I want to ask after you've kind of described it a little bit, um, is this potentially a way for him to transfer assets while he can before they come after them? No. Okay. No, absolutely not. That would be very illegal. Um, okay. What what it would be at best is, and I think that you know just from everything you can see in his pattern of behavior and the reporting surrounding this. It's pretty clear to me, like, obviously I couldn't prove this, but I would be very comfortable saying that uh, this is a tactic to get the civil litigation stalled. Uh. Because uh, any time that there is um, a bankruptcy in an entity that's being sued in a civil court, it puts a halt to that uh, that, uh, that uh, civil litigation while yeah. they're restructuring to yeah. evaluate the actual assets and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's part of the reason I believe. I mean, just because of that effect is why we're not going to Austin on right, Sunday. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, I think I think the results probably tell you the motive behind them better than uh, uh, we could guess. But well, and then we just had the uh, the the trustees, the U.S. trustees, mm-hmm. uh, put in an opinion that uh, this is an abuse of the bankruptcy process. And so a lot of this is still kind of like ongoing and sorting out. So it's really tough to even say like how like w- what effect this is going to have. I I'm I I know as much as anybody who's read like a yeah. couple articles at this point. It's very confusing territory. Do you, do I you mean think based was, on based on the fact that he's also throwing a massive money bomb, mm. I would say that it is a stalling tactic and a fundraising tactic at the same time. You know, the more headlines he gets, the more eyes are on him, the more likely he's going to get money. Mm-hmm. Do you, that is a dynamic. Do you think he was premature then for a lot of people, uh, either on the left or progressives, to have celebrated when they saw that headline, the Infowars declares bankruptcy? I think it's hard not to celebrate when you hear stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you see a headline, uh, it's it's uh, natural to get excited. But yeah, I think I think in terms of like, I think a lot of people would read a headline like Infowars declares bankruptcy and you would assume that like, aha, this is, the ship is going down. Right. And that might be hasty. That that might not be um, immediately forthcoming. But it could be it could be part of the process that sure. adds to the ship sure. uh, having some holes. I mean, right now it's a little bit I'm not saying it's exactly like this, but it is like if Osama bin Laden got a parking ticket, you know, you could celebrate because <laughs> it's like True. it's a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's better but than it's nothing. not quite the, you know. Yeah, it's not the, the slam dunk that everyone's hoping for. Uh, yeah, and and I also think that a lot of people aren't as, like, and why would they be? But they're not necessarily aware of the corporate structure of how uh, Alex has his businesses set up. So, like, Infowars is an entity that's under Free Speech Systems, which is his actual like main company. Okay. And so there's there's some weird dynamics with that too. Like, he didn't personally declare bankruptcy, and Free Speech Systems didn't declare bankruptcy. So it's it's all kind of a muddled mess of like what is going on here? What is what are we doing? It's a subsidiary of a subsidiary, is what you're saying. It's like a couple chains down 
and that it doesn't directly affect them. Yeah, basically. As a non-expert, I will tentatively agree with that. I don't know. I don't know what the exact uh, uh, term would be, but yeah, that's basically. It. Um, and do you feel in some way that this is because I I just want to bring up his health one more time because I remember listening to I think three or four episodes ago Knowledge Fights where you were describing him and the way he appeared to be genuinely wretched. Uh, more so than usual, right? Like, did I, that, that's not your exact words, but it was like, he is not looking good. This, and I don't know, do, do you think that is an actual, uh, like he's got actual real health conditions that are combining, or is it just the genuine stress of having so many things happening at once, multiple lawsuits, he may be called to testify January 6th, insurrection, all this? I would say that he's a pillar of health, and any insinuation <laughs> to the other, uh, to the opposite, is uh, slander. And, uh, <laughs> Sir, we, shall, we shall meet you in the field of battle. On that one. <laughs> um, the, the, I think that when we were talking about that, it had uh, like Alex put out like a special report, and he was coughing a bit, and he seemed like weird. But we also kind of were like, I think he's playing this up. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it kind of felt like he was trying to make himself seem more sick than he was. Because it was in this uh, that little stretch of time where he was trying to justify his not going to the the deposition because he was unhealthy, and so I I, I don't know with, with him it's always so difficult to figure out what's what's real. Like obviously he's in poor health in right, general. Right, right. Like, he's, he's not a, a healthy person. Yeah, he's a disgusting beast of a man. <laughs> right, but he's also a liar. And yeah. so it's. <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're rich, right, and mm-hmm. you're going to a high profile murder trial, uh, all of a sudden you're in a wheelchair. You know, it's like, oh, I'm I'm, I'm so yeah. sick and miserable, and I just, oh, you guys should take pity on me. Like, yeah, that's probably closer to what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, are the the sales of the products are those affected by any of this? Is that because that's basically the the ground of the entire empire, right? Like this is what fuels this whole network of bigotry. So I was I was curious if do you know is that a part of free systems? Do you know that much or or because I know the sales haven't stopped, but I I don't know exactly like how the the sales or the business is is like organized or anything, but yeah. I would assume that circumstances like we're in now would probably raise sales. We've seen it whenever he's done like marathons and stuff like that in the past. Like obviously, you know, it's like a telethon. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of you'd expect that. And mm-hmm. and when it's like, hey, uh guys, I'm fucked. Uh yeah. everything's <laughs> going down. Uh the globalists are going to eat your children if I go off air. Yeah. That's probably gonna lead to some people buying a couple more products. Mm-hmm. So it's it and I mean imagine imagine you're somebody who's broadly ideologically in agreement with Alex, but you don't actually watch InfoWars at all. Mm-hmm. The only reason that you would even know that this is going on is because he's in the news so much. That's right. why he's trying to get in the news, is because people who don't actually watch his show need to know that he's getting he's gonna <laughs> go under. So they'll feel bad for him and buy shit. <laughs> Someone in chat is saying he's currently selling seven dollars worth of gold for one hundred and thirty dollars. I don't, I don't know yeah. if that's true. Oh, but that, yeah. oh well, really? Okay. It's a, it's a uh, war bond. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he's telling people that uh, this is like, uh, it's, it's basically just like you're, you're getting in on the ground floor of like right. defending the next American revolution. They buy, buy this hyper over, uh, overpriced thing because it's worth it. Hey, when the when they finally do overthrow the government, that coin is going to be worth a lot of money. <laughs> it's cur- you can currently find them on eBay for drastically lower prices. <laughs> they're not worth the resale value. <laughs> on a total side note, I am astounded he doesn't have a cryptocurrency of some kind at this point. That like I well, I don't know how that hasn't happened. Well, uh, funny you should say that. He's he's actually kind of hostile to crypto. Uh, really? There's a I would yeah, not assume that. There's a, there's a number of things that are kind of counterintuitive about his beliefs, and one of them is everyone would think he's he's in on crypto, but he um, he's been friends with Max Kaiser for years and years and years, and Max would come on early and try and promote Bitcoin, and even like when it was worth almost nothing, um, Max offered him a ton of crypto that would be worth millions and millions of dollars now, and Alex turned him down hmm. because there's a uh, there's a suspicion about like the decentralized aspect of it, and he's super into hard currency. 
like gold-backed really? uh, dollars and silver. Like that's uh, why, okay. he, for most of his career, he was a precious metals salesman, basically. And mm-hmm. so the, he he's really opposed to um, the kind of mysteriousness of it. Oh, uh, okay. It and, doesn't but, get less on the gold standard than the blockchain, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I understand that. You can't you can't be like, and I love Andrew Jackson. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the whole economic uh, system a, I want to uh, live under. I got a new line of Andrew Jackson <laughs> NFTs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah like, NFTs too. No, I, I, I was also works, surprised but. by that. I know. I was. I was like, <laughs> I, I can't believe he hasn't joined because there's. I, I don't know if you guys ever watched Coffeezilla, but there's so many personalities who are scam artists online now who push and pump their own cryptocurrencies that are terrible like safe moon and all these other things and i figured alex yeah. jones would have been at the he's like he, he's always grifting from his audience right you have to buy this True. the deep state's coming after me if you don't buy this right now all that kind of stuff like and i was always thinking like how is it that this hasn't happened at this point but i could see him fucking around with nfts at some point but i think that the uh the bitcoin and cryptocurrency stuff is too counter to some of like his central uh, brand. The, got it, got the, it. the Federal Reserve uh, needs to go and we need to base everything on hard. Uh, I mean, he wants it more centralized, not less. Even if you're against like paper money, right. you can still bury it in your backyard. You cannot <laughs> bury Bitcoin True. in your True. backyard. And Yet. You, pay, well, you pointed you, it you out could earlier. Bury a if somebody USB finds drive. out where your wallet is, then they <laughs> yeah. know everything you've ever done. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's remarkable at how it makes the oldest ways to steal money infinitely easier because there's just vast sums. If you're like, just give me your password. Oh, what? <laughs> but I have two million dollars in there. Um, can you explain January sixth why he's being called to testify? Uh, what that entails? What this could mean? Can he incriminate other people? Will he take Tim Pool down with him? I've, I've heard many rumors. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to take Tim Pool down, but the beanie is screwed. Um, the the um, he already did that whole like uh, pleading the fifth when he was right. called by the Jan six committee to uh, to testify. And so there's already been that that happened. And then there are these headlines that he's reached out to the DOJ. Uh, but like on Monday, the 18th on his show, uh, he was talking about how he was going to make a, a, an approach to the FBI. Uh, and so he'd already before these headlines came out, he'd already publicly talked about like wanting to have a parlay with the the feds. And I don't I, I don't I, I look, I don't know what he knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't seem like much. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think that the the FBI is going to be like. Yes, please. We will give you immunity. Tell us what you know. <laughs> but do you think, think he wants be... to suss it out? Like just just show up there and see what he can get? I don't know. I, yeah. Again, much like with this bankruptcy type situation, it's like I, I, I'm in uncharted waters. I have mm-hmm. no idea. I have no idea what the game is. I don't know how it's going to go. I'm, I'm, there's, there's, I mean, it's a little intriguing. Here's, I mean, why would you do it now? It's yeah. not like the trials for your buddies have started. It's not like the January 6th committee is all the way down to people like Alex at this point. Mm-hmm. So the only reason to to say I'm going to go reach out to the FBI right now is to distract from, I don't know, say all the other shit that's going on <laughs> in his life. And well, well, or bonus, you get a shit ton of headlines from people. And mm-hmm. there we go. I, I think the other possibility, too, though, is that uh, like. I mean, this is a super long shot, and I wouldn't bet on this necessarily, but Alex could have a sense that, like, some other people are going to flip or something like that. Like, yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't trust Ali Alexander as far as I could throw him. Like, those, <laughs> like, other folks that are associated with Alex, uh, he could see writing on the wall and want to just cover his bases, but, like, I still don't think that. I don't know. From everything I can tell, I don't know if he's as deeply involved in stuff like to the point where he would even need immunity but like like i said on our last episode like i don't really know if there's secret information or private information that would change my mind or change my opinion uh so i'm i try to be a little cautious about that i but i don't i don't think there's any way the fbi is going to give him immunity for testimony absolutely not no no 
Well, no, and I, I mean, it is possible in the world we live in that Alex is somehow accidentally a hub for all the information. Yeah. People just randomly keep revealing their crimes to him, and his text messages are filled with <laughs> nothing but incriminating material. <laughs> That's possible. I wouldn't say it's not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I would throw Roger Stone in there as a maybe uh, that I would assume sure. there's some back and forth and stuff. But I, I will if, say I, I do appreciate how reserved you are, especially when you're talking about these kind of issues. Like, there's this kind of like, all right. So I don't want to incriminate anyone here at this moment. I'm just going to say speculatively, right? I think people sensationalize a lot of this stuff to their own detriment. Like I think, mm-hmm. I think that plays into uh, folks who are engaged in like attention grabbing propaganda's hands. And so, like I always try to err on the other side. Typically, now with Roger Stone, if he were asking for immunity to testify, I would have a slightly different perspective on that. Ooh, <laughs> that would be, yes. <laughs> I would, I would think that he probably uh, has a reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would, I would like to live in a space where, I, like, as a as a thought experiment, you know, you could theoretically give Roger Stone complete immunity from all crimes, and then just see what he lists off, as, because as that trend. list has got to be amazing. True. International um, crimes. Oh, everything. Can I thank you both, by the way, for your no! reporting? Yeah, come on. You just <laughs> humble pie for two seconds. Your reporting <laughs> on the Alex Jones was right saga was so necessary at a time when, like, I am- I amplified it the most I could because all the people on the right all of a sudden, this it- and it just started so quickly. You had Joe Rogan, Tim Pool, the quartering. All of them started amplifying this idea that not only was Alex Jones the first person to predict the war between Russia and Ukraine successfully, but he's actually hashtag been right about everything all along. And it did this really weird confirmation bias thing on the internet where so many people were like, well, you thought he was lying about the gay frogs. Turns out that there's this chemical that does this. And you thought he was lying about that. Turns out he's always right. And I was like, of the thousands of things he says every day incorrectly, if you pick one or two of them as being a correct, like, you know, Alex Alex Jones is Nostradamus kind of thing, then sure, you, you can build this narrative, but it, it's absurd to me. Um, I, I don't know what that was like from, from your perspective, or if you're tapped in so much that you saw the right wing doing that at that time. Yeah, yeah. I, you see it happening quite a bit, especially people like Rogan uh, doing the, like, you know, people just get him wrong. They don't understand mm-hmm. it. And it, it is it is a bit frustrating. And that the the war one was particularly like uh, egregious and yeah. easy to, uh, yeah. you know, pull the pieces of like, what is he actually talking about in these cases? And so that yeah, that I I, I get why people uh, do that. They come up with the like uh, Alex Jones is actually right about stuff because it seems more interesting mm-hmm. than, than being like, no, he's. Making stuff up and occasionally, like, it has some passing similarity to what happens. Like, we were just, just before we came on with you, I was looking at um, Alex's stuff on eBay. Mm-hmm. And one of them is an autographed picture of his from the past that has, like, 9-11 was an inside job. The globalists are trying to create a new world order. And <laughs> the swine flu vaccine will bring in martial law. And it's like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Alex is always right about everything. <laughs> but so, I think yeah, it's, it's such it's a dangerous fun. narrative, though, because it is being propagated, and and they're using it a lot of the time to be like, you should have listened. Why? Why? Like ev- yeah. everyone would make fun of him and mock him because you think he's like crazy or something when he's actually ahead of the curve. He's he's ten steps ahead. Right, yeah. right. The problem is that, and the irony of it is that that will not inspire people to actually watch his show. Like, the only reason that you would believe that he's right about everything is if you don't watch his show. And since people continue to spread the meme, I think it suggests that people aren't going and watching his show. Yeah. They're just spreading the meme around, right. which gets him more money. And fewer, And I mean, he doesn't really care if you watch his show. It's terrible. Yeah. It is. I bet he'd be happier if people didn't watch his show and just tweeted about him all the time. It's the best uh, of both worlds yeah, for him. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> if you do listen to his show, it's just like ranting about oh. the devil and uh, <laughs> rank transphobia. Just and, like, garbage. Yeah, it's it's un- almost unlistenable except for... I guess I have to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is I, I remember listening to an episode not too long ago where I think it was you, Dan, who brought it up uh, that you're like, you think Alex Jones is funny and entertaining because you watch the viral clips of him that go online and those ones obviously are very funny and entertaining. But if you have to sit through hours of him just free flow, whatever comes into his brain, it's not as as, as fun as you think. 
It's not, and actually, the things that are the, like I find actually very fun would be very difficult to put into a viral clip. Like, um, what was it? Like, I think earlier in this year, Alex decided that he was going to declare who the most important person in the world was, and he teased it for like two hours. So long. It was incessant. It was so annoying. And then at the end, it was Tucker Carlson, and like. <laughs> The way that it played out over the course of the show is one of the funniest things I've heard in a really long time. But you're not going to be able to put that in a in a in a meme. No, that's or a, not going to fit in a yeah, three no. minute viral <laughs> clip or whatever. Yeah, or or there's things like from the past where he's like, when uh, Captain Phillips got captured by the Smalley pirates, Alex was all like, "Got to give it up to those Smalley pirates. They're pretty. They are pretty." Yeah, he was talking. He's talking about the ship, and he's like, "Captain Phillips, he's really brave, and they were doing this thing, and you know what?" The Somalis came in and they took over the ship and they're good at it. So you got to give it up to the Somali pirates. They've got good skills. Here, here. There's things like that. To go. I wish that would go. Yeah, why is that not That's carrying a, a neck around? Of the, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I can try to make that happen. Um, okay, so for anyone who missed it, uh, what uh, these two, uh, you know, 9,000 IQ amazing individuals discovered was that Alex Jones, in fact, did not predict that Russia and Ukraine were going to go to war with each other. He incorrectly predicted that the U.S. was going to go to war with China. Um, and in pursuit of that, his war coverage, I guess, has become kind of uh, mixed. And I wondered if you could explore a little bit as to what is the Infowars slash whatever you want to describe that section of the internet as what how are they in interpreting what is going on right now with russia and ukraine well i would ask what do you mean by his coverage is mixed yeah that's a <laughs> that's a deep question uh mixed as in um i can't pinpoint how he's trying to navigate consistently positioning himself in such a way where he doesn't go too far in one direction while at the same time push a narrative that i clearly think he's trying to uh, I mean, I think his general position is that war is bad and Ukraine yeah. should give up itself to because Putin's great. Okay. Um, There's a bit of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think that his position has like I the way that I would see it as mixed is like over the course of time since February. Um, certainly we've seen contradictions. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. changed. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but where he's kind of landed is uh, that uh, NATO is the aggressor. They were attacking uh, Russia from Ukraine, like attacking the Donbass region, um, and then suggesting that a lot of these things like Buka or Mariupol uh, are false flag kind of uh, setups and fakes to, to trick the world into being against Russia. Yeah. And so, the like, I, I think that you have a lot of. But th the thing that I, I would I would say is kind of important to understand about this is that like what we're seeing is essentially just a repeat of the way he covered things in Syria. Like it's very mm -hmm. similar uh, mm -hmm. in tone. It's kind of, it feels a lot like a repeat of a lot of that stuff. Except this is kind of coming now at a time when that kind of conspiratorial talk, like the idea that the, the Bucha massacre was a false flag or stuff like that, that is, is mm -hmm. something that you're not really seeing in the U.S. media outside of, because RT isn't as, as propagated there anymore, right? RT English, uh, since that, that shut down. Um, mm -hmm. so, so he is becoming one of the larger, I would say, alternate news sites pushing those kind of stories out um, that, that I'm aware of. I, I don't I don't know if he's staked as solid of a claim that it's a false flag, but okay. dancing around and playing with those ideas are certainly uh, certainly within his repertoire. But yeah, yeah, I think I think uh, I don't know. I mean, like I would imagine there's some online platforms that might be making some nuts claims that are that are pretty large. But yeah, in terms of like maybe more widely disseminated non-internet specific platforms, he may be one of the larger ones that's that's making these. Very bizarre uh, Putin apologetics. Apologetics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. do, do you guys know what his numbers are? Like what? What? Like what his live viewer audience is? Uh, I mean, his lotto numbers are fourteen <laughs> six, six sixty nine. <laughs> uh, no, it's hard. It's it's almost impossible to tell. Like I I I don't like I don't think that he's on nearly as many radio stations as he pretends to be. Uh, okay. He says he's on like two hundred or something, and that's just impossible. Mm -hmm. Um. But he is on shortwave radio that's broadcast pretty much all over the country and a number of countries around the world. Um, he is, you know, 
he does his stuff on his website, and it's kind of hard to tell how many people are watching that. But he started streaming on Cozy, you know, Nick Fuentes' platform. Yeah, I saw. And you you can see the numbers on there, and they're not impressive. They're not, although I wouldn't assume that's his – well, there's got to be overlap, I'm sure, between the the white nationalists and some of the the sections of InfoWars, but I'd always Mm – I put put InfoWars also with people who were more interested in conspiratorial – information than just uh the superiority of the white race uh in and sure. of itself yeah there's some you people there's lessen some... that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should put them more in the it's all white nationalism fair enough there, there's there's some like uh probably some audit the fed dead enders who are still in his audience but yeah that's a sliver in that venn diagram maybe there's just this little... the people who still want to uh relitigate ron paul's yeah. 2008 <laughs> primary absolutely <laughs> i think they did goldwater wrong right yeah <laughs> bring back antsy pants <laughs> the yeah I, I i don't know i i think that you can tell definitely from going to like band.video you can right. look and see that alex's numbers on his videos that he posts there are pretty decent mm-hmm. um and then if you you go to like American Journal with Harrison Smith or uh, Owen Schroyer's War Room. It's a precipitous drop. Uh, okay. to, and so I think Alex still probably attracts a fair amount of eyeballs, but the rest of his um, sphere, I think, is not not that great. What do you think about the concept that Alex Jones is appearing in a lot of YouTube channels now? Which, I mean, I don't know if you know how this works, but on Twitch, where we're streaming right now, I can't play or host uh, people who have been banned on the platform. So if you two had been banned on Twitch right now, I'd get my channel shut down for seven days or whatever they deemed necessary. Whereas on YouTube, he has been banned completely off the platform, but every other day I see him appear as a guest star on some right-wing conservative show um, and increasing his reach exponentially through that. It, it, like, do you think that is something anyone is ever going to crack down on? Do you think that's key to his, his growth strategy, the cross-pollinization, that kind of stuff? Nah, I don't mm. know. I mean, like, recently there was that, like, what, some video of him getting drunk and painting rocks? Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know how much that's going to – I don't know what kind of numbers that's going to help him with. Mm. I think being on Rogan and stuff like that probably does uh, help him much more, although he hasn't been on in quite a while. And I, I think – uh, you know, I, I let me actually walk this back a little bit. Sure. I have no idea what the audience is for that getting drunk and painting rocks show. <laughs> <laughs> if they have millions of viewers and I just don't know it, I, I think it's I'm like sixty thousand totally subs. Yeah, yeah. I, I here's what I'll, here's all I'll say is okay. that he has yet to take my advice, which is to go on several Japanese game shows because that's where I think oh, he belongs. He would just do amazing. He would be incredible at that. Especially if one of the rounds was like, "Who has the thickest neck?" <laughs> He should have to do the one where he poses in a certain way as the wall comes flying oh, at you. Oh, the hole in the wall? Yeah. The oh, hole I love in the that wall. one. That's <laughs> you got to do human Tetris. Um, <laughs> I'd did... like him to appear on Is This Cake? But I want him to be the cake. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's just standing there. <laughs> um, what a. Oh, I completely forgot what I was about to ask. Oh, sorry. Before I forget this, in that painting of the rocks, I don't know if y'all watched it. He um, he opens talking about how while he's not sexually attracted to his mother, uh, the first time he ever looked up and saw her, he thought like, oh yeah, that looks really good. Ooh, gaga, and all this kind of stuff. Apparently, he goes on a that rant about how, how hot his mom is. That doesn't surprise me too much. Mama, titty. <laughs> yeah, he, he said some weird things about his mom. In the past. <laughs> he said a lot of weird things about his mom. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to get into that relationship whatsoever. Yeah, no, fair, nope. fair enough. Nope. Well, well. It's, he's a gross dude. <laughs> he's but, a gross dude. Um, I, I think I don't know. I think there's something maybe borderline sweet about you know saying that your mom's an attractive lady. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want to malign him totally for that, but uh, he is a he's he's a creep. um is there any developments with alex jones and uh him terrorizing his ex-wife and daughter via helicopter flyovers or anything like that was was that just a a one-off or that story was that was a ways back um uh, just sort of typically as a rule one of the things that i avoid is his personal life and and just because i think that a lot of it is really difficult to to suss out I don't know the the details of even, for instance, 
a helicopter flight. And we're not TMZ. We don't really. That's not our deal. You're, you're no. more. Yeah. You're more concerned about. Well, I mean, your policy wonks, right? So I guess that would be, exactly. Yeah. Sure. I, I think. I think. I, I. My time is maybe most productive if I could, if I take his show and go from there. Mm-hmm. And I, I. That's not to say that I don't think that other people maybe have. Uh, valuable coverage they can do of elements in his personal life, like his uh, situation with his kids and what have you. That that maybe someone else can do that more responsibly and better. But I I, I don't I not can't for do us. That. Okay. Nope. Well, that brings me to the thing that uh, I think I've wanted to talk to you about the most since we last spoke, and that is the Alex Jones secret course, uh, of which will unlock the secrets of the universe. Uh, oh. <laughs> Man, just judging I by your really faces, wish, you know exactly I, you know, what I'm talking I know about. Exactly why you're asking this, and I know what you're you're looking for. And I wish we had something better for you. But the truth is, Reset Wars is bullshit. Yeah, there's I, just nothing to it, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I assumed yeah. as much. Okay, can, can, can we can we just start by describing Reset Wars? Because I found out about it through an ad while watching a different Alex Jones video, and then instead of cutting to Brain Force Plus, it was like the secrets of the universe, brother, can be unlocked for you. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa! There's there's an Infowars inside Infowars. There's more. There's layers to this. Have you considered why a flower grows? <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, so yeah. A little ways back, Alex was starting to have a guy named Ducey. Pete Ducey? What's Something his name? Something like that. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Not the famous Ducey. No. Uh, not, not the Ducey guy from Ducey. Fox News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There's this hypnotist, this guy who does a lot of like uh, <laughs> hypnotize yourself into wealth kind of videos. Um, yeah. he, he started coming around with Alex a bit, and they were promoting this thing called Reset Wars. And Alex was going like, this is the most important thing that has ever existed. This is the culmination of my life's work. Yeah. And... It turned out to be like a $200 course, and uh, I, I got really excited. I, I over, I over, uh, I got overly excited. I, um, As is usually the case when you get overly excited, the rug is pulled from beneath you, well, and you slam nose first onto the ground. For somebody like me who's been doing this for a while, like the idea that Alex is declaring something is like the, his life's work, the most important thing he's ever done, it's like, that's, that's... Yeah, of course. Irresistible. Of yeah. course. And you have you're you're drawn to the light like a moth and much in the same way you are burnt up. Yeah. So I can't you know, without getting into any specifics, I didn't give him any money, but I did watch those videos. And uh oof, man. Sad. There's not much in there that isn't just kind of like normal Alexy kind of conspiracy, but with a little bit of like pseudo spirituality mixed in, a little bit of like untrain your brain stuff and um he's just kind of not really talked about it much it was really clearly a cash grab uh and it it's definitely not the culmination of his life's work well i mean can you really think of an audience for alex jones self-help you know like when you when you go to a self-help conference it's not somebody screaming about how, <laughs> oh, you're going to die if you don't buy the album. <laughs> but well, wait, is that, is that how you describe Cole it? Interview. Yeah, I was going to say, usually they're more positive and upbeat and they're yeah. like, you can do it. <laughs> but is that how you describe it as as just kind of uh, Pinterest uh, style self-help uh, guru stuff? Or does he actually try to, in his own way, describe how to unlock the secrets of the universe kind of thing? Um. I mean, if you're being really generous, maybe <laughs> like, maybe you could describe it as that. Okay. The thing that really annoyed me when I was watching it, though, is it's really clear that he has a essentially a script that uh, someone else has written, and okay. it's clearly that hypnotist Ducey. And so, like, it's just Alex basically doing a job for a guy. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's this guy wanted to have a celebrity face. Uh, disseminating these ideas that would drive traffic to his own hypnotism nonsense, and that kind of bummed me out. It was, it was, it's like, I don't know. I, I, I wanted more out of it. Do you think? Uh, and this is pure speculation. I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you, do you think there was a partnership in some way in which maybe the hypnotist uh, paid a sum of money or bought his way into using Alex Jones's platform specifically? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> not all at once. <laughs> I can't. I'm, I don't know what speculation you need to do right there. The man got paid money to do a job. I'd say it's a very simple process. I obviously Fair can't enough. prove that. Like I don't have receipts on it or anything, but right. like I can't imagine any other. Yeah. It's, it's not a favor, and the only other possibility is that Alex was literally hypnotized. Yeah, but that. Yeah, so, sorry, I mean, there's sorry, that. that is a possibility. There's that. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's like, how polite of them to wait until the question was over. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I so but that leads me to wonder, because like that seems like something you would do in desperation if you were in dire straits for cash, because you are, again, kind of selling out your very brand as this counterculture warrior. And then everyone's like, well, no, you're just kind of like a shitty grifter hypnotist dude who would offer your audience up to anyone who's going to spend money on it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I think his audience is really oblivious to uh, how he does that a lot. I mean, like, that was his whole thing with the Midas resources and selling gold for, like, the majority of his career. You know, like, it's. Why would they start to care now? Yeah, his business model is largely selling his audience to people. And they're they're stoked about it. Why would would this situation be the one where, oh, this is the last try? I'm really (laughs) excited for Reset Wars. After I got swindled out of several thousand dollars of gold bullion, now it's Reset Wars was the thing that's going to get me. This this time it's going to be like, really, this I've been I've been done dirty in the past, but this one is the real one. It'll teach me how I'm making myself poor. It's about time. Does it not play into this? Um bigger cycle that he's got though where i feel like all of his fear mongering is also directly tied to his sales pitch right as in like you should be scared about the big government and the deep state and the elites and all this kind of stuff Uh, and uh, i'm the only one telling you the truth so if you don't financially back me in some way shape or form they win it's it's me aka us versus them pay me yeah 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 and i think also like a lot of the products that he sells feed into that too like you know it's the collapse of society. It's the summer of rage that's been coming every sure. year since at sure. least 2008. Um, and so you got to buy food. And conveniently, he sells survival food. Crazy you know, how like, that works. The water wow. supply is going to go away. Hey, also, there's fluoride in the water, so I sell water filtration Wild. systems. He's so helpful. Yeah. That's, that's and then incredible. like when COVID was coming around, he was trying to sell a lot of that colloidal silver stuff by implying that it kills all viruses oh. until the... New York uh, district attorney yeah. gave him a cease and desist. And he told me, <laughs> yeah. Can't do that. You know, you can sell things by like creating a mascot, you know, like Lucky Charms has the has the leprechaun, right? Mm-hmm. It's true. Or Lucky. or imagine instead General Mills came to your home, threatened to kill your family. You would also <laughs> buy Lucky Charms, you know, like there's two different ways to go about it. And Alex tries to go for the metaphorical ladder or heavily implied right. that unless you ate these damn marshmallows, <laughs> your, your family is going to die. It's not me. I'm not going <laughs> to do it. I don't even I, we put these. It's just to save your family. You have to buy Lucky Charms. Yeah. And the thing that I think is like always kind of insidious about this is that like you can always fall back on the argument that like, yes, I sell these things because I believe the narratives are accurate. You know, like right. I really do believe that the world is imminently about to collapse and you need survival food. That's why I found the best survival food for you. Mm-hmm. And I, I I think that it's kind of difficult. It's a dead end uh, conversationally. Um, but I think that the sales precede the uh the beliefs right mm-hmm. as opposed to me the... and the only thing that i think i would ever sell is a branded line of torches and pitchforks that <laughs> i think would be under my ideological uh acceptability yeah yeah <laughs> did he ever get on the uh the horse pace train was he one of or was oh, it just still is, baby oh all right well never mind <laughs> yeah He's, he still is into ivermectin and i think hydroxychloroquine is still definitely in play yeah, he's he's all about all this stuff. Okay, I should have assumed that just from like I I don't I didn't follow a lot of his COVID coverage because it was so dangerous in that time to cover uh, people who spread conspiracy theories, both as a person who does this for a living and also if you put it on YouTube later, uh, you'll most likely get demonetized and, and roasted for that. So I I didn't sure. I didn't know how far he went. I think a lot of that stuff too was really difficult to cover as it was happening because there's so much uncertainty mm-hmm. even in responsible circles mm-hmm. that like debunking and pushing back on stuff uh, that uh, he was putting out always was just like even that even on its own is a challenge. Mm-hmm. So I don't fault you for not uh, messing around too much. 
Um, but yeah, he, he's he's been as irresponsible as it possibly can be okay, in terms okay. of COVID. So oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly I what you can't imagine. <laughs> you know, pending telling people to drink bleach and stuff like that. Well, I, yeah, I guess he didn't go. The, hmm, it might have had some guests that danced around that. But uh, he also, um, I, I, Dr. Group was the guy who made like his supplements from like mm-hmm. 2013 onwards. And now he's come out as like a piss doctor. He oh. is a he's a one of the urine therapy doctors. Okay, got to drink your own piss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cleansing. Who are these doctors? Like you said, Doctor Marbles was another one that like. Where does he find Hell these yeah. people? <laughs> Doctor Marbles is a lunatic uh, who I think wants to violently overthrow the government and also has some thoughts about COVID. Um, Doctor Group is a chiropractor okay. who was Alex's buddy and now drinks piss. Um, <laughs> Doctor Doctor Wallach was the uh, oh yeah Doctor Wallach that was one of his early guys who right. made like a number of these supplements I remember him yeah and he was a veterinarian uh, <laughs> okay yeah yeah <laughs> so uh, at best these are quasi accredited doctors in fields that have nothing in relation to what they're talking about he's he gets a lot of doctors who come by the uh, title doctor. In a way that you would not think first. You know, like when you first think of a doctor, you think they got that title by uh, uh, a lot of work. Medical school. Yeah. I mean, like I don't want to impugn veterinarians necessarily. No, of course not. uh, But it's not how you would think first. Right. The guy who's telling me that I need this... Pill for me. Well, pills, no, it was like vitamin <laughs> mineral fusion. I think yeah, was his yeah, thing. yeah. It's like a tang that'll uh. give you minerals. <laughs> Conversely, though, Dr. Steve Pachanik is a like an medical actual, doctor. Yeah, he's an actual medical oh, okay. doctor, and he's the craziest one of them all. Right. <laughs> um, where do you see things going from here? What uh, the, you don't have to. This is not on the record, uh, even though we're live. But I just, I, I, yeah, in, in front of five hundred people, what, you know, this doesn't count. It's not on the record. <laughs> but uh, just, just basically, where do you see? Um, uh, or where would you predict if if you were to to be a betting a betting men a pair of betting men on this where would you? Um, you you know you can go back and listen to episodes that we've done from like 2017 and 2018 and 2019. This is over. He's done. <laughs> and if there has ever been a prediction that I've made that has been at all valuable, it's I I can't find it. So I'm not gonna make any predictions. Fair Fuck enough. if I know. Like, what am I gonna say? Who knew COVID was gonna happen? True. God True. damn, anything True. could happen. We could have a new government in two months. I don't know. Yeah. True. I, I think the uh, predictions are really hard because, like, I, I don't think that a lot of this operates by, like, rational rules. You know, I think like, a lot of things are completely unpredictable and unexpected in, in Alex's life and career. But I do think that there are certain inescapable realities that are, I don't know, what would you describe it as? Like, there's a force of entropy that's going on right, right now. right. That I I feel like it will be very difficult for him to thread the needle and come out the other side with his current state intact. He can slow down the sword of Damocles, but it's still coming for his head. It mm-hmm. feels that way. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. I I've like I said, I've been wrong a bunch in the past, but it feels like just there's too much going on now that is working against his ability to keep Infowars running as a like million dollar studio pill business and all this i think that a lot of that might have to uh recede and do you think he's going to keep collaborating with like uh alt politicians like marjorie taylor green was on the show pretty recently and i know she was also on nick fuentes conference so there seems to be Mm -hmm. again a little overlap between all these worlds i doubt it if uh she doesn't get reelected or yeah. you know i i mean maybe actually maybe she has more use if she gets yeah. reelected because that or not reelected because then mm-hmm. there's like they couldn't handle her being in yeah yeah the uh, deep state got her or something she could get a show yeah maybe she becomes a yeah. like a media figure on her own right yep um yeah i mean i think you'd want to associate with them <laughs> who knows if they would see use in him if he didn't have the size of a platform and the appearance and veneer of legitimacy that he has because yeah. of his studio i mean fascist grifters aren't friends mm-hmm. you know they're willing to throw each other aside at the at a moment's notice sort of a friends of convenience yeah yeah uh yeah i don't know i mean like i think that um i guess it depends on the politician mm-hmm. you know like yeah. if they're desperate enough 
I, I mean, I, I should uh, conclude by asking you, Jordan, if you got what you wanted and all the uh, all the, the billions of dollars suddenly bankrupt Alex Jones completely, the show's destroyed, InfoWars, Empire's gone, where does that mm-hmm. leave the two of you? Where, what, what happens next for, for knowledge fights? Where would you... Um, well, I mean, the obvious uh, is that he's... We've got several, what, 100,000 shows of his that he's done for the past 25 years. <laughs> yeah, I'll we'll always have fun uh, covering. I have every episode that he's done since 2003 uh, on a hard drive. Wow. So I think we'll be able to have some material. <laughs> yeah. But then also, in addition to that, like, one of the things that is the most interesting about this show is that, like, a lot of the things that you can learn about Alex by... Uh, observing his propaganda and observing the way he covers information is applicable to other people. Mm -hmm. It's applicable to a lot of other figures in the right. And I assume some on the left, although I'm not as privy to shitty uh, actors on the left. uh, You are correct. It's not the media space that I watch as much. Um, I I am. You are right. (laughs) We could cover like Tim pool. Like you mentioned, we could do episodes about him. Mm -hmm. I I think that that, yeah, it would be tough to replace Alex because he's so in, like uniquely nuts. Yeah, um, but you know, somebody else will somebody else will be there to uh, uh, critique and make fun of. Yeah, I mean, the fun thing about Alex and the thing that will always be valuable about covering him is that the uh, techniques, the tactics, the mindset of right wing grifters uh, and the like, these types of fascist grifters. It's all the same. It's mm-hmm. just that he's worse at it <laughs> or, uh, you know, or in some ways better at it than the other guys. But you can apply uh, the way that you handle uh, Alex's lack of critical thinking exactly to Fox News or, or whomever, you know. And sometimes but but Alex is special because sometimes he sings and, and sometimes he fakes crying. And sometimes and... he says you got to give it up to the Somali pirates. You're just not going to get that. <laughs> From fucking anybody. <laughs> nobody, anybody. Nobody. Nobody else is going to spend two hours teasing who the most important person nobody in the world is. Nobody would do that. It's nuts. <laughs> you, know, you know what's amazing is you just gave me a very eloquent, amazing five-minute response uh, and an educated one to what was supposed to be a softball joke question where I thought you were just going to be like, oh, you're right. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> we, we, we shouldn't want that. Where I was like, you two are very talented. Yes, you could apply what? the analysis the, you, the analysis you do, you do to I- for Everything. one second? <laughs> Do you think I for one second want Alex to continue? Oh, fuck no. That's not even a joke. Fuck no. Well, the other thing, too, is like people ask us that a bit. There's yeah. like, well, there, there this mentality of like Alex goes away and you guys are done. And like, uh, I, I mean, like, may, I think we'll probably lose some audience, but I don't really care. Yeah, I'm fine like, with that. Like, I don't. Uh, I'm not particularly invested in Alex sticking around for our sake. That doesn't, yeah, yeah. Ugh, that, of course. That's not. Uh, that 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 I think that would make me part of the problem. Yeah, I think we would. I think if if it if it did come to the place where you could like even this, even if Alex is so far diminished that he has no reach yeah. whatsoever, but by our show like propping him up, continue, I would feel miserable about that. I don't. I wouldn't <laughs> feel good. You know, Mm-mm. if we were if we were in some way assisting him, shit would change real quick. Yeah, I can see that. And and uh, like I said, the, my point being is that like I I don't know what your process is when you make your episodes. I don't know if, if Dan you you write or do a research aspect and then Jordan you you do, like research the second half of it or what the 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 way no. you go about it before Good you God, prep. No. Oh, okay. Um, Jordan doesn't know anything ahead of time. <laughs> oh, awesome. That's good to know. Oh, and I um, go into a fugue state. And come out the other side with an episode yeah. prepared. That's yeah, basically. Yeah. We, we, uh, he, he does a, a, a whole beautiful mind montage mm-hmm. for a few days, and then I show up, and he's got very interesting things, and I go, bah! and that's my job. So I feel like we have a very solid division of labor here. All the walls that you can't see are covered with dry erase boards that are just full of equations. Strings and hair. (laughs) But it's uh, like the the level of research that goes into it, I don't think some people appreciate quite a bit because it's one thing to summarize all the events that have happened, but then to be like, and in this case specifically, what he's referring to is X. And I've looked up X and it turns out X isn't real. This is actually something completely different. And that's why this and this and this. 
this. Like that, that is uh, that is crucial. That could like easily apply to any single person. I think you you two went after. It didn't matter if it was Alex Jones, Tim Pool, or Stephen Crowder. You know, it would be the exact. Yeah, same I mean, one of us really has skills that would be <laughs> useful in any kind of environment that requires. One of us has just a, a, an ability that can translate just instantly to another job. See, no problem. What's fun here is everybody thinks Jordan's uh, like humbly talking about me, but he is talking about himself. I'm very funny. Yeah. <laughs> and humble. <laughs> oh, you guys are fucking great. Um, I, I haven't even given you a chance to plug anything. What? Where can people find you? What's what's going? Do you have a Knowledge Fights Live tour coming up? Are you doing uh, something with the Apollo? What's <laughs> yeah, going on? Fuck COVID. Yeah, yeah. It's not a problem anymore. We're yeah, going apparently all around we, the country. We, <laughs> it's actually like small relief that we're not going to Austin. A little I was bit. A little yeah. worried about yeah. the uh, the possibility of flying on unmasked airlines. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. Just wild. Uh, but I, I see in the chat that like uh, there's links there. Those are the places people can find our show and us on Twitter. Yeah, so uh, people can check that stuff out. I mean, I guess if uh, you, I have a book. I suppose it's at the Quiet Part Loud. It's free. You can have it. You wrote a book. I wrote a book. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a book. That's at, no. it's, I, I've got one book. True. I'm trying to get rid of desperately. It's called the Quiet Part Loud. <laughs> trying to get rid of all those <laughs> digital copies recorded. Goddamn digital copies. <laughs> There's no physical stock of it. No. You just got to get rid of these None. PDFs. I've seen too many comedians with too many boxes of shirts to ever buy a physical. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. And that's so, yeah, a, it's the Quiet Part Loud. Thequietpartloud.com. Are people flooding mm-hmm. the chat with the right link? All right. Awesome. Uh yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Uh I yeah, I I could not be more pleased to to bring you on as the Alex Jones experts cuz uh um it's 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 I think sometimes there's so much going on in his little universe that uh you know, my wires will get crossed and then I I, I watch him I'd say like a hundredth theme up that you two do. So it's uh it's valuable. I'll say that. Well, in the future, if you ever need uh, uh, to check in on something, hit me up. I'll be around. Awesome. That's not a genuine offer. He'd no. really like you. To, <laughs> he'd really like you to leave him the fuck alone. Honestly, that's not true. <laughs> I'd like you to leave. Yeah, well, that's fair too. <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Take it easy, guys. Have a good weekend. Red alert, red alert, red alert, red alert, red alert, red alert. Hey, everyone, that was Knowledge Fight. Uh, they are, uh, as you kids say, ba-ba-ba-ba-based. Uh, they're, they're really good. You should go listen to their podcast. It's uh, it's, it's fun. It's I, I have it in my, my queue. You know when you have like all those different podcasts and then all of a sudden it's like uh, five or six of them are new and you're like, I guess I could listen to NPR's The War of the Whoa, there's a new Knowledge Fight. And then I'm like, oh, sweet. That's awesome. Uh, that's that's great. One of my favorite pods. It's uh, it's it's climbing. It's climbing the ladder for sure. I will say that much. I have to adjust the screen now uh, and expand things. But please go to Knowledge Fight. Uh, go check out Jordan's book uh, and uh, check out their podcast and, and download it and uh, do all those things. So you've just been listening to an episode of The Surf Times. And if you enjoy it and want to see The Surf Times, you can go to wearesurfs.com or watch the live shows at thesurfs.tv. And also everywhere social media is sold, basically, thesurfs.tv. You'll find us there, twitter.com slash thesurfstv, for example. It would also help us out tremendously if you could leave a good review of this podcast if you enjoyed it, either on, I don't know, iTunes or wherever you're podcasting. Apparently it does help. And yeah, we hope to see you soon. To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Just, we are prepared to conduct many a human sacrifices in your honor. To our monarch, Tom Spiker, we are but your humble yet incompetent gestures, trying in vain to bring some levity into your life. To our lord, Trevor R., we give you thanks for this meager plot of land for us to toil away our pathetic existence. To our brave knights, Carl Wauer, Tony, DM Rivera, Resident Scarecrow, Sir Nickus, Mayred, Cheryl Alvarez, Ruben Kelly, Brandon, Words Greenwood, Nate, Hegbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariane McCarthy, Daniel Sutton, Coulter Smith, Jenna Tao, Quiet185, Anna Loves Riley, Omni, Riley and Anna, Poodlehawk, The Tim Caucus, Multimondi, Trevor Janice, Lemmy101, Anthropophojack, 
Saren42, Catherine, Ramon Acosta, Nkosin, Agent NDN, Violent Orchard, Political Puppy, Andreas Chiringuito, Zach Christensen, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajeunesse. We salute our mighty heroes off to conquest some bread in some far-off land.